Great Wall fans, welcome to, as always, yet another exciting edition of Go Tells of the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and this is episode 27. That's right, episode 27. We are going live this week. Seems to be going well, so we're going to continue with the live feeds going on on Facebook. Uh, maybe we'll try out some other platforms, but Facebook just happens to be the easiest one to use. Uh, so that's what we're doing, despite the fact that they like to change their stuff every other week. Hard to keep up with. Uh, so we are live tonight on the Facebook live stream, as well as recording episode 27. Let's get right into it with some of the usual business, and that would be social plugs. If you're listening to this and you found it somewhere outside of social media, you can find us on Facebook at on Facebook at facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. You can also follow us on Twitter at tell the wall pod or my personal Twitter account, which is at magic Muppet. Uh, so check us out there, give some feedback, all that good stuff. And of course, depending on where you're listening to this, or if you're just watching on the Facebook live feed, um, Remember that you can find this podcast, the podcast itself, on all of your favorite podcast apps and sites. It is hosted on Podomatic. I highly recommend Podomatic as that is they're very good at what they do. They have a good app, uh, very intuitive, as well as on Google Play Music and iTunes. And like I said, it's on pretty much every podcast app that's out there. Uh, I, I find out a new one like every other week that it's on, and it's hard to even keep track of numbers because it, it's just all over the place. But it's all good. Use whatever app you like. Use whatever site you like. Definitely subscribe if you can. Um, and like I said, check us out on those social media sites as well. Uh, and of course, the website is still in the works. You can also search Go Tell Us The Wall on YouTube uh, if you want to check out some of the videos and whatnot as well. All right. Uh, quick announcement with the opening. Uh, this came up last week with one of our wall fans and one of my personal friends, actually, Bridget, had said, well, why don't you, because if, if you're new to the show, you may not know, uh, but I, I drink a beer every week, a different beer every week while I'm doing the show, and I like to kind of point out what kind of beer it is and let people know what I think of it, blah, blah, blah. It's really more of a security blanket, and it turned into a thing that we now include in every show. Uh, so that being said, it was brought up last episode that I should inform all of the wall fans what beer I'm going to be having the following week, or maybe even that week. Now, this is tough because I don't know what beer I'm going to be drinking for next week's episode, so I can, I'm not going to be able to tell you that on the live feed or on the podcast. However, if you follow us on those social platforms, I plan on announcing it hopefully a day or two before the actual podcast. So we record Go Tell to the Wall on Thursdays, so I'm hoping to get that info to all of the Wall fans uh, through our social platforms by Wednesday, hopefully at the latest. That will give everyone a chance to actually purchase the beer. If you want to sit there and drink the same beer that I'm drinking while you're watching the live stream, um, or even if you're gonna, you want to drink it while you're listening to the audio of the podcast that you can listen to at any time, uh, then you have just really an infinite amount of time to, to find that specific beer. So that's going to be something new we're working on. Going to let all the Wall fans know. Uh, kind of what beer we're going to be drinking. And then if you want to join in and drink that beer too, uh, then you'll be welcome to. I mean, welcome to. You can do whatever the heck you want. <laughs> I'm just going to make that information available in case it is something you want. Um, that being said, I can tell you right now, and I mentioned this last week when Bridget brought it up on the live feed, uh, the weekend, the, the Thursday before Labor Day, I will be drinking Takate. I can promise you that. I'm 100% sure of it right now, uh, and there's a specific reason to that, and we'll talk about it that Thursday before Labor Day. Uh, many of you that, are, that, that listen out there that uh, might be burners probably already know why, why, why I will be drinking that beer uh, the Thursday before Labor Day because that will be the last podcast before the man burns. So we'll get into more info on that uh, during that actual episode. Uh, all right, one thing I want to talk about really briefly because, as you know, 
here at Go Tell It to the Wall, we don't get political. It's just I, I, I avoid really all kinds of politics unless it falls into the common sense bin. Uh, however, something happened this past weekend that I a lot of people will relate to politics. However, to me, this is not a political thing. This is really a common sense thing, and I just want to get it out of the way at the top of the show, and then we're not going to talk about it the rest of the time. Because, honestly, if you're listening to this show or if you've been a fan for a while, you probably saw what happened last weekend in Charlottesville, Virginia, and you were not happy with it, obviously. I don't think anyone was happy with it. However, there's a, this divide that seems to be happening right now, and I get it. You see a lot of protests going on on television and all this other stuff, and you see some violence and all this other stuff. Here's the main thing with Charlottesville, Virginia, and what was happening there last weekend. The bottom line here, now, I will give anyone out there that wants to say it, regardless of a group that's protesting, there's probably a couple of, of bad eggs. I'm holding up the finger quotes there for people just listening and not watching. There's probably going to be a couple of bad eggs, regardless of, of what you're protesting. So I get that. Here's the thing. At the heart of all those protests is usually something great. There is a good cause that they are protesting, that they are marching for, um, or honestly, a subjective cause, but not something that is detrimental to other people. What happened in Charlottesville, Virginia last weekend was a group of hateful people who were protesting the removal of a statue, every right to do that. Here's the, here's the important thing to keep in mind. This is a group of people that looks at other groups of people i.e. races of people, and thinks that they are better than them and thinks that those races need to be, for lack of a better word, wiped off the face of the earth. Now, this is where you're going to lose me, and this is where it's common sense and not political. We need to combat hate, bottom line. Now, there can be an argument for where statues should go or whatever else. I get that. The, other, the thing that I don't understand is people supporting carrying Nazi flags with swastikas, Confederate flags. Now, we had a whole war about this. It happened in the 40s, and the entire world was involved. So you cannot be an American and a Nazi. You can't. It's just not, not allowed. And the other thing is, okay, maybe there's some history with the Confederate flag and all this other stuff, and you think it's okay, despite the fact that it was really based in slavery and hate and everything. Hey, Uncle Guy, thanks for tuning in. Uh, my uncle just jumped on the live stream here from Chicago. Well, Chicago suburbs. Uh, so the thing is, these are all rooted in hate. And that's what the Confederate flag is. And even if you want to argue, well, it was just the South and there's some pride because it's the Southern states and everything else. Well, have fun waving your flag of a loser because you lost the freaking war. That's what happened. You lost. Do you see any statues of Hitler in, in Germany? No. You don't see a bunch of swastikas or Nazi flags? No, you don't because that was hurtful and that was detrimental to the people of Germany. They look back and they know better. In fact, there was some American tourist. I believe he was American. Might have been something else. It was a tourist I'm sure of that went to Germany and held up the, the, whatever the sign is, the Nazi salute, whatever they call that thing. I, you know, I'm sure, I think there's a name for it. I, I don't care what they call it. And he was promptly, probably got his ass beat. That's what happened. Because they don't even put up with that shit in Germany. They don't. And it's part of German history. So we can argue about statues and whether statues should be allowed to stay or go in museums or anything else. I, I, I'm, I'm open to that argument. There's no argument where you can support white supremacy, white nationalists, and this alt-right stuff because it's rooted in hate. It's rooted in the thought that they are better than other people simply based on the color of their skin. And I'll tell you, that is completely inaccurate. The bottom line is that's completely inaccurate. And if you think that is accurate, there's something wrong with you. And you need to do a little research and understand why that is inaccurate. So that's where we're leaving Charlottesville right now. The hatred is ridiculous and it has to stop. Because if you've listened to Go Tell to the Wall for a long time, you know that what we do here is we promote love and we lift people up. We don't put people down because of the color of their skin. We just don't. We don't 
no race is better than any other race. It all comes down to the human race. And that's what we do here at Go Tell It to the Wall is we support the human race. I don't care what race you are, what color your skin is. The bottom line is that's what we do here. And keep that in mind, Wall fans. And that's where we're going to leave Charlottesville right now with the exception of uh, just a little RIP for the young lady who died, uh, 32-year-old. I don't have her name right in front of me. And now I feel terrible about that, uh, but her name is out everywhere and is unfortunate. And that is also just another example of what you're seeing here. So, yes, maybe a couple people were a little violent and got, you know, got into scraps or fights or whatever else. Nobody on the other side, this alt-left, that's not even a political term. That's just a bullshit term, this alt-left. Nobody took a car and drew, drove it through a crowd of people. No, nobody did that. But there's some guy that thought it was okay to do that and thought he was better than everyone else because of the color of his skin. And that's where we're leaving Charlottesville, Virginia. Stay safe out there, Wall fans. Stay safe. All right, let's get into a little social media. We're going to have a little bit of ranting here. I'll tell you right now, there's going to be a little bit of ranting. That's just that's what happens. And it's going to start off with more of this selfie ridiculousness. It is ridiculousness. And I keep the selfies in the social media section of Go Tell It to the Wall simply because I know all of these selfies are being taken simply for social media. That's what has caused this, and that's what's made everyone so picture crazy and all. And they got to check in. And they got to do all this stuff on social media. It needs to calm down. If if you're all into that, that's fine. I use social media to promote the podcast myself. In fact, I use social media to promote my own brand. That's that's that is a very useful way of looking at social media. And even if you just you need to take pictures, fine. That's harmless and everything else. Here's where it gets ridiculous. So in Spain, there were some tourists on the beach, and I'm sure some locals as well, on the beach. And they came across a baby dolphin. Now, this dolphin is tiny. It is a tiny dolphin. Uh, I've seen pictures of it. it. It's tiny. Like, a 10-year-old kid can hold this dolphin in their hands like no problem. No problem. Uh, and what happened was people saw this dolphin, and they decided they needed to take selfies with it. Selfies. That's right. Uh, so some people removed the dolphin from the water so that they could take selfies. They had the dolphin out of the water for about 30 to 45 minutes uh, before whatever uh, animal, humane group, and there's a different word for it in Spain. I don't have it right offhand, uh, but it would be similar to uh, like humane society. Um, I'm not going to say PETA because PETA's on another different level of the ridiculousness that they do, but this would probably be closer to like the humane society, uh, really any of those groups that are, that are only out there looking out for the well-being of animals. Uh, and by the time they got there, the dolphin had died had passed away because these idiots, these tourists, and probably locals, like I said, had to take some damn photos with a dolphin. With a dolphin. And here's the thing, is we need to actually jump on the social media. The problem is, I don't know, it, it, with the way they have social media divided up, you're not seeing Facebook internationally necessarily. But we need to find these people and call them out on that. If you're holding a baby dolphin out of the water in a photo, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? What's more important? You getting some likes on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, whatever they're using, you know? Is that more important than the life of a poor baby dolphin? Just so you can get some likes? That's the world we live in. Just like that woman that shot her fiancé in, in the chest for a YouTube stunt. Now, I get it. I use YouTube. I use social media. But I use it to sit here and rant and talk to a wall, you know? Uh, no animals are dying under my watch. No animals are dying under anything that I do on social media. No art is getting knocked over. No one's getting shot. Really, there's no danger in anything I do. I mean, I maybe I could get shocked by all my equipment sitting here on the desk. I, you know, I, I don't know. Outside of that, nothing dangerous going on here. So, again, be smart, wall fans. Be smart. And, and call people out when they're doing these kind of things. 
And so I'll tell you, if I was on that beach, and I'm 100% positive of this, if I was on that beach, I would have been like, what are you doing? What is going on here? Instead of one of the people crowding around trying to get a picture with a baby dolphin. Like, seriously, come on. Killing baby dolphins for likes, for clicks. That's what, that's what people do, and that's ridiculous, and it needs to calm down. All right. We're going to get into another thing here. Spotify put out an announcement this week. It might have actually happened today. I think it did happen today, actually. And what Spotify, if you're not familiar with Spotify out there, wall fans, it is a music streaming site. It also has a little bit of a social aspect to it, which is why I put it into the social media section of this week's show. Uh, because you're able to share your playlists and all this other stuff, and you have friends on there and everything else, and you can also subscribe. Uh, I've mentioned it many times on this show. If you are on Spotify, make sure you subscribe to Cloudside as well as Give Me Motion. Check out both those bands. They're both on Spotify. You can stream, I believe, all of their music. I know you can stream all of Give Me Motion. Uh, there might be some cloud side that isn't on there, but there is music that's on there. just might not be their entire catalog. Uh, so check them out if you are on Spotify. But the announcement that came out today from Spotify was interesting. And I'm sure this was, I said I wasn't going to talk about it anymore the rest of the show, but I'm sure this was spawned from what was going on in Charlottesville and all these different protests and everything else. Well, Spotify came out and announced that they were removing all hate music uh, white supremacist bands and hate music from their streaming service. Now, apparently, there's a record label out there that promotes and, and signs a lot of uh, white supremacist bands, which I guess are a thing, um, which doesn't really make sense to me. But again, Kid, I mean, Kid Rock has people that listen to hit, so I, you know, I guess it gets, I guess these things exist, which I was unaware of because I don't even know anything about these bands. I just, I, I didn't, I don't, and I don't care to. Um, but it was interesting because I kind of gave a thumbs up to Spotify and I was like, good on ya. Um, you, you know, follow through and, and make sure that there's not hateful stuff going on, uh, on, on your music streaming service. And as I read through this article, I was looking at some of the comments and a couple people had pointed out, well, there's other stuff that should be banned based on that too. And I can see that to an extent. Here's the difference. Cause someone specifically bought up, brought up, uh, banning racist rap music. Now, yes, you could look at s certain aspects of certain hip-hop and rap and say that's racist. Um, and specifically, with all of the violence against the police that's occurred over the past year or two, I get it because N.W.A. has a specific song that was very popular when they first came out called F. The Police. I see the argument to an extent there. However, at their core, they aren't necessarily hate-filled. And on the other side of it, I'm sure if I jump on Spotify right now and look up Hank Williams Jr., I will find him. So there's the difference. Hank, I'm not saying Hank Williams Jr. is a white supremacist, uh, but I'm saying his beliefs could fall far to the side, the opposite side most times, of what some of this rap music does or some of this other stuff. So I get it. I get it. There is a fine line. There is a fine line, but when it's truly, truly rooted in hate, and trust me, Hank Williams has said a lot of stuff over the years where he is absolutely rooted in hate and racism. Maybe not hatred for everyone, but racism. ESPN kicked him off of Monday Night Football a few years ago because of the insensitive stuff he was saying. They decided to bring him back this year. I wonder where what that coincides with. Oh, okay. Could that be Mr. Bob Iger sitting on someone's council for a little while there? Ah, maybe that was it. So, I realize this is a very subjective topic, and I get that. And I'm not going to sit here and, and applaud them too much because, yes, it is very subjective, and there are, other, there are other sides to that argument as well. I completely get that. Completely get it. But we have to start somewhere. And when you're absolutely rooted in hate, like some of this music uh, some of this music is, then that's where you need to start. Um, and I'm getting a question, who gets to choose 
That's an interesting question too. And that's what I'm saying. This is a subjective topic. I'm not saying I should get to choose by any means. But the important thing to remember here is we can all get on Spotify for what they're doing. Uh, I'm sure if we look through all their terms and conditions, you know, 82 pages of it, it will say in there they have every right to remove certain music and blah, 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 blah. So that's also what has to be considered here. Um, it's, it, you know, it's kind of like when professional athletes get in trouble for a certain thing. And it's like, well, and I've said that before, like when guys get in trouble uh, for failing drug tests for marijuana. Now, I'm a huge proponent of medical marijuana. Always have been. Always have been. However, if you know and you're working for a company such as the NFL or something like that, that you can't do it, then that's really on you. I'm not going to give you such a hard time because maybe you're trying to manage pain, whatever it is. You know, same thing with truck drivers. They shouldn't be out there, you know, smoking a bunch of weed and all this other stuff. So despite the fact that I'm a proponent of medical marijuana and even recreational marijuana, there are certain stipulations there, uh, which is important to keep in mind. And I'm not saying that this is right or wrong. Uh, now, if it truly is rooted in hate and we did some more research and I could see that this is like full-on white supremacist bands flying the Nazi flag and all, then yeah, there's really no question here. I'm sorry, because there's no room for any of that kind of stuff. It just shouldn't happen. When, when your ideals are rooted in racism and hatred for other people simply because of the color of their skin, it, it just stops right there. It needs to stop right there. Absolutely. And same thing with F the Police. I could see the argument where this, the song from NWA, F the Police, shouldn't be on Spotify. However, here's the difference. People flying a Nazi flag, white supremacists, white nationalists, really weren't beat. Now, granted, maybe one of them got beat up by someone of another race. Okay, whatever. But they weren't systematically abused and put down the way other races have. For example, African Americans in this country who, at the time that NWA came out, were absolutely being vilified by the police. Not vilified. What's the word I'm looking for there? Help me out there, Bridget. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, but just being being beat down. Not literally, figuratively, beat down. So that's the other difference, too. Again, I could see the argument where it shouldn't be on there. However, at least it's rooted in something where they're speaking out. Now, yes, white supremacists are speaking out against people of other race uh, because they think their race is superior simply based on skin color, not based on experience. Again, I'm sure some, everyone's had something happen. You know, I, I get it, but it's not, it's, it's not generations of this, of abuse and everything else. It's not. It's just not. In fact, I saw something, uh, oh, vilified is accurate. There you go. Vilified is accurate. All right. Sometimes this is what happens. Uh, I've fried my brain too much over the years, and, and sometimes vocabulary <laughs> does not come out correctly. Um, which actually, just another quick side note. Uh, you know, I saw this, and just something I briefly read on social media today, and it was pointing out, like, the difference between, um, like, black history, African-American history, and, and people saying, well, what about white pride? You know, or African-American pride, what about white pride? Well, here's the difference. You don't have white pride. You have white privilege. That's something that exists. Now, you can have pride in your background, where you, where you came from, your own culture, even if you're a white person. I have great pride in being Polish. I have great pride in being Irish. Absolutely. And I talk, I talk, well, I talk very well about where I came from and all those other things. But I'm not walking around saying, what about white pride? You know, I've got a little Irish pride, a little Polish pride. I don't, I don't need to have white pride. And the reason is because we have those histories to look at. 
I can look back and see where my family came to this country and where they came from. Most African Americans in this country can't do that. You know, they can trace it back to Africa. Africa is a continent, not a country. So that's why things like that exist. Black culture exists because people at one time brought this race to this country, taking away their culture and their history and not even forcing them, but making it so that they had to create a new one. And that's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. So keep that in mind. I found it interesting. I found it very interesting um, when I read that because it's something I think, you know, I think people know, but they're not thinking about. So think about that when you're like, well, white pride, white pride. No, you can have some Irish pride, you know, any race can, you know, Asian pride, you know, Japanese pride, Chinese pride, Philippine, whatever, Mexican pride, Spanish pride, you know, do it, do it. Even in this country, you know, Hawaiian, you're like, you came from native, you know, Hawaii, Hawaiian. It's a, it's a beautiful, all of these are beautiful cultures, but there's, there's no white pride culture. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. I mean, people can pretend it does. And that's the difference there. Um, so Spotify, good on you to an extent, uh, but I think it is opening a little bit of a can of worms, and I'm, I'll be curious to see how that goes because I can see the argument on both sides. I think when it comes down to it, when at your core what you're doing is based in hatred, you're out. You're gone. If it's a little more subjective, I can see an argument on either side of that, um, and I get it to an extent. I get it. Uh, all right. This is probably a good time uh, to talk about this week's beer, uh, Bridget, you have to go back and listen because Bridget, who has joined the live stream, was actually the one that came up with the idea to uh, tell everyone what beer we're going to be having. So I talked about that at the beginning of the show. Didn't do it this week, but blah, blah. Uh, but I will let everyone know right now what we're having this week. Uh, and it's a nice little beer from Kona Brewing Company, uh, which is out of Hawaii. Um, and it's the Hanalei Island IPA, uh, which is interesting because I will tell you if you're an IPA fan like myself, it is very different. <laughs> it is so very different. Um, it's an it's an IPA. It's a little pale, uh, but it's brewed with passion fruit, orange, and guava. And you see that a lot with IPAs or pale ales, where they're like, oh, some coriander and you know some citrus, and you don't, you really don't taste much of it. This one, first sip, you taste guava and passion fruit and orange. Like it is amazing. In fact, uh, when I cracked one earlier, as I was getting ready for the show, uh, I had a couple sips and I went, oh my gosh. And my wife absolutely hates. IPAs absolutely hates hoppy beers, just hates them. Uh, never, never interested in having them. And in fact, sometimes I'm like, "Oh, this one's not so bad." And I'll give her, and she'll like start coughing. She's like, "No, no, 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 that's junk." Uh, but this one in particular, I handed to her, and I said, "Take a sip." She goes, she looks at it, she knows, and I'm like, "No, no, no, this one's different. Take a sip." Uh, and she took a sip, kind of looked at it, and <laughs> took another sip because this is more her speed. Yeah, I think I think many of you, if you like a little bit of fruit in your beer, would like this. I actually don't like fruit in my beer, but I'm enjoying it. Um, it's just not as hoppy. I if you gave me a blind, gave me this in a blind taste test, I would never have guessed it was an IPA. It's uh, it's a little, it's definitely a little uh, pale ale, um, but it's not, it's not IPA. So, but it's interesting, and it's Honolulu Island IPA, Kona Brewing Company. I've always been a little bit of a Kona uh, Brewing Company fan. I uh, went to Hawaii for our honeymoon a couple years ago, and uh, I basically was all around Kauai, uh, drinking. Kona and and Maui Beer Company because, you know, when in Rome, that's what I do is drink the local beers, and it's a good one, uh, especially if you like the fruit. So check it out one more time. Honolai Island IPA from Kona Brewing Company. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a a limited one because I have never seen it before. Or it's either limited or new. So check that out. It's an orange label. 
hold it up for the for the live feed people. It's an orange label. Looks like a Kona. All right, let's get into a little bit of uh, TV film books. I don't have much this week, I got to be honest. In fact, uh, and that's what happens when we don't turn the speakers off. Sorry about that, wall fans. You're getting a little bit of uh, autoplay on the ads here as I'm looking through my notes. Um, so, TV film books. I've got no book stuff this week. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time reading kind of junk fantasy. I, junk. I don't mean in a disrespectful way. Uh, like, I've actually been trying to get into reading Game of Thrones. I haven't even started. But the reason is I, I like to read something like we're a little bit mindless reading, like before I go to bed and stuff. Um, so I've been reading like kind of easy reading fantasy type novels and stuff. So I don't really have a lot to talk about on that. Uh, but the reason I have, it's hard to get into Game of Thrones because I, like, I know it's going to go all over the place. And it's going to be like five different plots going on at once. And then you're going to go through like 10 chapters and, and go back to a plot that you're supposed to. And it's just like, uh, which I can't like absolutely capable of doing. It's just very difficult when I'm like going to sleep. At least this, these are the kind of books I read like when I'm going to bed at night. Got them on my Kindle. Super easy. Um, especially I don't have to have a light on because I just got the little light on the Kindle so my wife can sleep and everything else. Um, so n nothing going on with books. But I did find it interesting because I'm seeing a lot of this right now. And that would be the new movie coming out, It. It. I-T. Uh, most of you should be familiar with this. It was a movie, gosh, probably in the 80s. Might have been the 90s even. I can't remember. Uh, it's a Stephen King uh, film, and I'm sure there was a book attached to it. I've never been a huge Stephen King fan. I like him. He happens to be a Boston fan. You'll find him in a lot of Red Sox games. Um, I just never really read a lot of his books. Um, I mean, Stand By Me is fantastic, but I have not read a lot of his books. Uh, and it seems like there's a lot of big predictions coming out. In fact, I saw something today that was predicting uh, a 50 million opening night, not even opening weekend, opening night, which is pretty big uh, when you're not looking at like a, a, a summer blockbuster action flick like, you know, an Avengers or Wonder Woman or any something along those lines. Um, but it got me wondering. Well, first of all, I didn't realize it had such a following it like I, I just I know Stephen King has a bit of a following. I, I, I get it, but I didn't realize there was such a following for it like it's just. It was new to me, and it's probably because I've never been a huge horror fan. I'm more of a comedy guy. I always have been. I went to film school because of Kevin Smith, um, so that shouldn't tell you everything you need to know about my, my film acumen. Um, so maybe it was always there, but then it got me thinking, is this just a bunch of hype? I don't mean just. I mean, maybe it's a quality film and everything, but are they really putting the hype behind it? Because uh, the same thing happened recently with another Stephen King title, and that would be The Dark Tower. Uh, that thing came out, a lot of hype behind it, probably not as much as it has, uh, but a lot of hype behind that flick uh, came out and like we're talking, oh my gosh, bombed. I mean, the Emoji Movie might have outperformed that one. I haven't looked at the numbers, but Emoji Movie might have outperformed that one. Um, and considering that the budget on Dark Tower is probably a lot bigger, whew, whew. let's put it this way. Somebody lost their job after Dark Tower. Somebody, probably more than one person, because that's what happens. I was at Disney uh, when that John Carter, John Carter, oh boy, oh boy, did they clean house. Whew, that's what happens when films bomb that have huge budgets, huge marketing budgets, huge production budgets, uh, a lot of hype behind them, and then bomb. Yeah, people lose jobs, unfortunately. They always end up at another studio, though, so everyone, everyone's going to be fine. I'm not making fun of people losing their jobs. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. However, I'll be curious to see what's going to happen with it. I will be watching these numbers very closely. Similar to what I was doing with Wonder Woman, because I was watching one going, Wonder Woman's got to kill all this other stuff, especially that stupid Pirates movie that's coming out. And All right, I digress. 
Um, but that's it. We'll see what happens with it. Uh, another thing in TV, film, and books, it is mid-August now, which means we are getting into the fall season, which is incredible for me. I enjoy it. Uh, Bridget, who's still watching on the live stream, probably hates it. She sees a lot less of her husband at that time because <laughs> he works in television, uh, television production. Uh, however, I really like it. And that's twofold because I like a lot of these junky sitcoms. I watch a lot of like Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, and, you know, just silly, funny sitcoms. I really enjoy them. Um, but then on top of that, I get to get away from reality shows for a little while. Because if you've noticed, if you're, if you're a television watcher, uh, I am to an extent, a little less ever since we had a daughter, um, just because we try not to let her watch TV. So TV's not on constantly like it was uh, when it was just when I was single or when it was just my wife and I. Um, but it's funny because if you're, if you're a watcher, you notice during the summer what they do is they've almost given up on, on trying out new shows, which, you know, they'd get a, shows would get a summer pickup in like an eight episode run. And then maybe it was good. Um, it does pay the bills, Bridget. Uh, maybe it was good. And then they pick them up for a fall season. A lot of studios, uh, TV studios have just gone away from that and they're still trying out new shows, uh, but they're, they're focusing heavily on reality television, which I'm just, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, now there's some things I can get behind and I can enjoy to an extent. I watched that Ninja Warrior a little bit. Um, it does get a little stale after a while, but it is amazing, you know, seeing these, these athletes getting through these crazy obstacles. Um, and my wife really, really loves like every dancing show on the face of the earth. And, uh, in fact, I guarantee she is in the other room right now watching one instead of watching the live stream. Uh, because that's when she, she tries to, to minimize how much she watches it while I'm sitting there watching TV, uh, which I do appreciate because I don't hate them. I'm just not a big fan. And I'm looking forward to the fall season because uh, a lot of those awesome shows are coming back. Um, all right, we're moving on. Music. I don't have a lot here on music, but an interesting thing has come up, and I'd seen it a little while ago. And, in fact, I'd seen it, and then a friend of mine had actually sent it to me and said, hey, this this looks right up your alley and everything else. Uh, and that would be the Punk and Drublick festival that is touring right now going across the country i'm not sure where it is right now it's making its way to california um in october uh if if you are a punk rock fan like i am you might recognize punk and drublick was the name of one of no effects's albums that would be no effects it's weird pluralizing that um pluralizing it with a uh oh god what's that word i'm not even gonna try I'm not, it, grammar is not that important on this show if you have never noticed it happens sometimes. However, No Effects had an album called Punk and Drublick. It's like Drunk in Public, Punk and Drublick, uh, and they have been, they've been doing a festival, which I guess has been happening before, um, and I just was not really fully aware of it. I feel like I'd heard of this years ago and just you know never got into it. However, this really came to my attention because it is coming to Southern California. It's coming to Huntington Beach. So if you're in the Southern California area, uh, it will be happening there. No Effects will be playing. Um, Less Than Jake is on the tour. Bridget, I see you're still on the feed there. Less Than Jake's on the tour, but I did see something about Huntington Beach and did not see Less Than Jake on there. Hoping that changes because Less Than Jake, as I was telling my wife earlier today, as a matter of fact, Less Than Jake is probably one of my top five favorite bands live. They're just fantastic live. Uh, but it'll be no effects and a whole bunch of other, I think, Flogging Molly's on the tour bill. There's a whole bunch of crappy punk music. Um, so I might be checking that out. We'll see. I don't know. Sometimes you just can't get to things. It, it happens, especially Huntington Beach. If you're not familiar with Los Angeles, um, may as well be on the other side of the world. <laughs> it's uh, because it's actually not that far. If, if I could fly, 
it wouldn't be that far. But given the traffic and the fact that I would have to essentially drive through Los Angeles and through part of Orange County, well, not really part of Orange County, but to the northern part of Orange County uh, to actually go to the concert, so I'm not guaranteeing anything. Uh, but the other interesting thing is NoFX has partnered with Stone Brewery, uh, and they have put out a limited edition beer called Punk and Drublick. And the cans actually look just like the album cover and has all the tour dates apparently listed on the back of the can. It has not come out yet. It is coming out a week from tomorrow. I actually sent my wife on a reconnaissance mission in Pasadena to see if she could get me some of this beer. Uh, and she was informed that they're having a, a kickoff party for it a week from tomorrow in Pasadena because there's a tasting room in Pasadena. So if you're in San Diego, I would imagine they will be doing something at the actual brewery in San Diego as well um, because, you know, that's where the actual brewery is. So if the tasting room that's like 250 miles from the brewery is getting something, I would imagine the brewery is as well. So if you're in San Diego, check that out as well. However, another thing to keep in mind is I will be picking up some of this beer because I love Stone Brewing. I love No Effects. I love crappy punk rock. And it's called Punk and Drublick. I mean, come on. Uh, and we will have it featured on an upcoming podcast as soon as I can get my hands on some of that Stone Punk and Drublick. Um, and I'm hoping it's a good beer and not something weird that I just don't like because then I'm still going to have to drink it because it's Stone and it's No Effects and it's Punk and Drublick. Uh, but I probably won't enjoy it as much as I would if it's a typical, although it's Stone. So yeah, why am I saying this? It's not gonna be. It's not gonna taste like Miller Lite or something. It's gonna taste like a good stone, because that's you know, absolutely. Um, all right. See, what's not to love? <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on here. Sports. We're gonna get into a little bit of sports, and we've definitely got. Oh my gosh, I'm just now realizing how much social stuff is going on on this show, um, and how much of it is having to do with race. Uh, so I'm just gonna get right into it. If you're not familiar with a certain NFL quarterback named Colin Kaepernick, he was in the NFL last year. Um, quick background, I'm not going to get into all the details. When all a lot of the, the Black Lives Matter and these protests and everything, and, and if you remember over the past year, year and a half, like it was crazy. I have seen some videos, and I've talked about it on the podcast, uh, like Philando uh, Castile. It, it's just insane what's happening. Well, Colin Kaepernick, as a form of silent protest, started kneeling during the national anthem before NFL games. <clears throat> And honestly, personally, I supported him because I get it. Now, I have respect for the national anthem. I tend to stand, you know, I like the, fl I, I have reverence for the flag. A lot of that is rooted in the fact that I have a brother and a cousin who, uh, who are veterans, uh, recently veterans, obviously, um, of, of the first Gulf War back in the 90s and then of what's going on right now and all the military actions and everything else. My cousin was in Afghanistan. Uh, my brother was originally in Iraq and then was also in Afghanistan uh more recently. Um, so, I, you know, I have a little bit of reverence. Um, exactly. People did lose their minds. I have a little bit of reverence for the flag, so I get it. However, I'm also in support of Colin Kaepernick for doing a silent protest, really not being disrespectful. And here's the thing. There's a bunch of vets that came out and said, no, 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 no. We went to war and people died so that people can do what Colin Kaepernick is doing, a silent protest. Silent protest. Because he, was, he wanted to see change uh, when it comes to African-American rights. He wanted to. He ha is, happens to be African American, um, and didn't want to see more people of his race just getting gunned down. Now, it it blows my mind that people are so concerned with the flag. It blows my mind that people who are fans of a sport where they literally have guys who have beat their wives, literally, playing in the NFL. They gave Super Bowl MVP a few years ago. 
to a guy who was literally a murderer. However, Colin Kaepernick kneels down for change, and he's he's the, the villain? He's the villain? I don't get it. I don't get it. And here's the ridiculous thing that's been blowing my mind, and I've been kind of sitting on it. Colin Kaepernick opted out of his contract uh, at the end of last season. He was with San Francisco. Um, Now, he's been to the Super Bowl. He's been an incredible football player. Didn't have the greatest season last year, but took his team to the Super Bowl not long ago. In fact, that same Super Bowl where the MVP was literally a murderer. Colin Kaepernick took his team to that Super Bowl. Now, think about that. Opted out of his contract. Has been trying to sign with another team. Just wants to play football. Trying to sign with another team. No one signed him. And I was very, very apprehensive about this because I was like, well, maybe everyone has quarterbacks. And then I said to myself, well, some of these quarterbacks are going to get injured before the season even starts. And sure enough, that's what happened is a bunch of quarterbacks got injured before the season even started. And Colin Kaepernick was talking to teams, but getting nothing, no offers, no contracts, anything else. And in fact, a couple of owners came out and said they would not sign Colin Kaepernick simply because he kneeled during the national anthem. And I still was apprehensive about it. I said, no, maybe he's just, maybe he isn't the best one out there. And I'd heard it from other people. He's not the best. Because honestly, there were a couple other players that followed him last year, kneeling for the national anthem, and they are still playing in the league. In fact, one of them also got a new contract. So they, they upped, they signed him again. So I sat back and said, okay, maybe he's just not good enough. Well, you know what happened this week? Because people have said that, you know. He's not, maybe, maybe, no, he should be good enough to be a backup. Well, maybe he's not good enough to be a backup. And then people, well, you know, he hasn't really been playing. He's, you know, he, he played last season, but he hasn't been in camps or anything this year. Well, you know what happened this week? The Baltimore Ravens, who needed a new quarterback, because their starting quarterback is going to be out a couple weeks, and had talked to Colin Kaepernick, they signed another quarterback. Now, this isn't like Miami. If you're familiar with football, Miami signed Jay Cutler out of retirement, who was playing last year and had retired and blah, blah, blah. Now, that makes sense. He fits that offense. And the other reason it makes sense, and I can't get behind this on Colin Kaepernick, is he was sympathetic to Fidel Castro. I've had too many friends that are Cuban. In fact, I was born in Miami. As crazy as that sounds. Been around too much of that uh, to understand how offensive that is to Cuban people and people of Cuban descent. So I get it. Miami Dolphins couldn't have signed him. They just couldn't have. And they signed a guy who fits their offense and everything else. Baltimore Ravens, they signed a quarterback who's been out of the league for not one year, not two years, but three years. Hasn't played on a team for three years. Three years. Think about that, Wall fans. But he's better than Colin Kaepernick? No, 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 my friends. You have blackballed this man simply because he kneeled down for what he believes in. Oh, but let's throw a bunch of wife beaters and ra- and murderers and rapists. Oh, that's that's great. No, it's fine. Think about that, Wall fans. In fact, I'm at the point where I would like to, I would like to personally myself, and not even call on other people to do it. Boycott the NFL. The only the only thing that's keeping me from not boycotting the NFL is because this is a bunch of rich white dudes, rich old white dudes with their heads up their asses, and they can't take away. The importance of it to me and what, what it does when I watch football on Sundays are reminding me of being a kid and watching football with my father. That's why it's never going to go away. I'm just not. However, I'm not going to support, I'm not going to give money 
to these teams. I'm not going to buy tickets. I will simply watch it over-the-air broadcast television because when I do that on Sunday mornings, it reminds me of being a kid and watching it with my father. And that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. However, I would respect anyone that feels the need to boycott the NFL. All right. Here's a little little more lighthearted. And I feel like I should not be getting on uh, the next NFL football team at all simply because I took great joy in what happened to them in February when they lost um, to my New England Patriots. And that would be the Atlanta Falcons. Great team. I've always been a bit of a Matt Ryan fan myself, actually. He's the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Well, they just built a new stadium. Just finished building. I think they've been building it a couple years. I think these stadiums take like a couple years. It's the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Brand new stadium. So, of course, with a new stadium, uh, they put in all these new food vendors and restaurants and everything else. Well, in Atlanta's in Georgia. And based out of Georgia, in fact, might even be based out of Atlanta, is a little restaurant called Chick-fil-A. So, of course, they put a Chick-fil-A in the stadium for the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I'm going to give everyone out there, because not everyone's going to get this. And I even, I even posed this to my wife earlier, seeing if she would catch on. But I'm going to give you a second there. They put a Chick-fil-A stand in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium for the Atlanta Falcons, who play football in the NFL. So right now, people who watch football are going, oh, that's hilarious. You know why this is hilarious? If you're not familiar with football, the majority of the games are played on Sunday. Sunday. That is mainly the day. Now, there's a couple on Mondays. They do these stupid Thursday night games here and there. But they're, the majority of them are played on Sundays, which means games being played in the stadium for the Atlanta Falcons are being played on Sundays. Now, if you're not familiar with Chick-fil-A, they're a very Christian restaurant and company. They're actually closed. Every single one of their locations is closed on Sundays. <laughs> now, I get it. This stadium is going to be used for other things. So it'll probably be open. They'll probably have a Monday night game. It'll be open for that game. However, of all the restaurants, when you're saying this stadium was built primarily for an NFL team that plays on Sundays, there wasn't a better choice. Not a better choice there. I find it hilarious. I think it's funny. Personally, I I actually really like Chick-fil-A. That is one of the few memories I have from living in Miami as a kid. I was born in Miami. uh, Lived there until I was seven. Seven, I think. Seven. I think seven. Um, Went to kindergarten, first grade there. You know, so I don't have a lot of memories, but I... Ooh, I loved me some Chick-fil-A as a kid, um, and still do to this day. It's you know now now they're out on the West Coast for a long, long time. You couldn't get them out. You couldn't get Chick-fil-A out here. Uh, they expanded, and now you can get them out here. I enjoy some Chick-fil-A. It's fantastic. Uh, but I do think it's hilarious that they put a Chick-fil-A in a stadium that primarily does stuff on Sundays. Hmm. 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 Not really sure who uh, who thought that was okay. <laughs> I mean, it's like I said, it's fine. It's just hilarious. I think it's hilarious. Um, all right, moving on. And this is what I was talking about. I, I'm glad I put the lighthearted stuff in the middle there. Uh, and this would be a little ESPN stunt that happened the other day. Now, I'm sure all of you, even if you're not into sports, you have heard of this thing called fantasy football. Yeah, it's a thing. I play it. I'm not a huge fan. I really only play it because I have friends that play it. I'm in a league with a bunch of my friends. Uh Bridget, who is fighting for number one wall fan right now because uh, Darshan is conspicuously missing. Um, her husband actually happens to be in my league as well, uh, and they happen to be a big Patriots fans. So that's why I can constantly refer to Bridget because I know her personally, and 
um, when I get all these other comments and stuff. So if you're if you're one of the one of uh, the Wall fans listening from um, Africa, uh, I'm trying to remember was it Kenya? If somewhere in Africa we had a couple listeners, uh, really strange. Like I mean, not that strange because you can consume this worldwide. Um, I just don't know how they got word of it. Uh, and then we also had some fans in England, which could be even some friends of mine, I suppose, uh, that have moved to England. Um, but that's I, I tend to. I'm not as quick to respond on those um, simply because I'm like, I don't know if I'm offending or am I supposed to? Yeah, yeah. So I tend to refer to uh, like the fans that I know personally uh, or that also contribute to the show in, in various fashions outside of just listening. I appreciate all of you listening out there. I appreciate all of you subscribing. Make sure you are subscribed. That is important on any of those platforms. Preferably, I, if you're going to subscribe, preferably iTunes, Google Play, or Podomatic. Um, obviously, you can subscribe anywhere you want. It's just so much easier for me to track when you subscribe on those platforms, um, even though I'm able to track directly on my RSS feed. So let's talk a little bit about this ESPN stunt that happened this week. Fantasy football. They did a 26-hour marathon on ESPN talking about nothing but fantasy football. That's fine. I get it. Fantasy football has has just enveloped everything when it comes to, to sports. And uh, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate all of you. And uh, it, it's it's just seeped in. It's there. You know, I get it. Uh, here's the thing that happened. And what blows my mind about this is ESPN's, pr- like, I've worked with people there. There's pretty smart people running that company. Well, they did a little stunt where they had an actual auctioneer standing at the front of a crowd of, and this is inconsequential to the overall feel of the, the whole thing, uh, but it was a crowd of a bunch of white guys sitting in chairs. All of them white. Not a single person of another race or color in that crowd. All white guys. Um, not that important to it, but it just adds to what's going on here. Uh, an actual auctioneer at the front, and he holds up and he goes, well, now we're going to auction off Odell Beckham Jr., who happens to be a wide receiver for the New York Giants in the NFL. Holds up a stick with Odell Beckham Jr.'s head on it and starts the bidding and goes through this whole thing, a bidding like an auctioneer. I saw this, and my hand could not get to my, f- my forehead quick enough. I don't understand how this got through anything. They are literally auctioning off an African-American athlete on national television. This was live on national television. Now they have since come out and apologized. But this is the world we live in where they vilify Colin Kaepernick for kneeling during the national anthem, but then they do a skit where they're literally auctioning off an African-American athlete. An African-American man. Doesn't matter if he's an athlete. Woman, man, anything. It's not funny. It's not funny at all. And if you need to be, if, if I need to explain to you why it's not funny, you got to open up a history book and see why that's not funny at all, at all, at all. So get it together, ESPN. They did come out and, and apologize. Um, but here's the bottom line. We just, like, never forget, ESPN did a skit where a white dude auctioned off black players, and Odo Beckham wasn't the only one. Auctioned off black players to a group of white people. That's what that comes down to. So get it together, ESPN. Get it together. This is disgusting, and it's terrible, and you should know better. I can't believe it got pat, like got to the point where it was even being put into a show, let alone I can't believe someone wasn't running down to the control room and pulling a plug. This whole the thing went through in its entirety. So stay classy, ESPN. Stay classy. Seriously. Do better. Makes me sick. Some things just make me sick, and I apologize for my ranting because some things just make me sick. This one made me smile, this next one. We're going to get into a little bit of tech. 
This one made me really smile, something I'd never heard of, uh, and there's reason I had never heard of it, and um, it's because I'm just too old, uh, you know, and this only became a thing, and it's a thing for kids like up to 20 or 21, I can't remember exactly, uh, and this would be the Microsoft Office World Championships. I will say that again. Microsoft Office World Championships. It's a thing. It's a thing. Microsoft Office, if you're not familiar with it, um, I don't know how you could not be familiar with it, because even if you're a Mac user, you know what Microsoft Office is. This would be Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, uh, and Microsoft PowerPoint. That would be the entire Office suite. There might be something I'm missing. Those are the important ones. I don't know. Maybe there's something else important. Those are the ones that most people use. Uh, so what they do is they have this kind of standardized test that they send out. Really, any student worldwide can participate. So you go through, and it gives you little challenges and questions, uh, and then you're rated based on that. And then they send all the scores in, and then they have national finals for this. So the national finals for the Microsoft Office uh, Championships for the U.S. happened in Orlando a few weeks ago. Uh, and just recently, they held the World Championships at Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Uh, and this is for kids aged 13 to, I believe it was 20 or 21. Um, and then if you qualify for like the national finals, you go through that whole process and you qualify for the world championships. And essentially what they're doing is they're sitting in front of a computer and, and, and challenges pop up, you know? So like move this here in Excel, move this here in PowerPoint, whatever it might be. Challenges pop up. I thought it was fantastic. I think it's fantastic. Teach kids about Microsoft office. Cause I'll tell you, I, I remember I was working for uh, universal universal pictures, home entertainment. This kid comes in as an intern, fresh out of college, like fresh out of college. Um, and he knew all these little tricks with Office, but simply because like these advanced versions of like Excel and PowerPoint and everything existed like when he was in high school. This stuff didn't exist when I was in high school, really not even in, in college. I think we had Microsoft Word. We might have had Excel, but they weren't teaching us these things because it was just kind of an extra, you know, it was something you learned on the job. Now it's gotten so in-depth and, and, and has so much detail to it that it's something that should be taught regularly. So I'm glad to see it is. Uh, it is hilarious. I can't imagine it's much of a spectator sport because a bunch of kids sitting behind computers, and it's not even like the uh, the video gaming stuff where you can watch it on a big screen. No, it's just kids in a room behind computers <laughs> and then kids waiting for their turn. All right. We are running short on time, but I have two things I want to get into now. Two things. Uh, and, in fact, I forgot the charger on the camera, and now we're losing power. That's all right. We'll get through it. Um, but I do want to get into two things, and then we're going to save save this because it's not as time sensitive uh, but I did tease a couple of things last week and I'm going to talk about those right now first thing something that I hold very near and dear to my heart uh, and that is the difference between a babysitter and a dad so I deal with this quite a bit in my everyday life uh, because I spend the majority of my days with my daughter Zofia uh, my, my wife unfortunately has to sit in an office all day I have my office in the home I have my studio in the home I can work on stuff while she's napping and blah 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 so I'm constantly out with my daughter. And in fact, you can go back a few episodes, episode right before Mother's Day, where I talked about the woman in Target who told me that they should have Mother's Day cards for me because I'm taking care of my daughter. So I want all of you to keep that in mind because maybe a lot of people just really are doing it and not even realizing it, okay? A dad's not a babysitter. A dad's not a caretaker. A dad is a dad. So a dad taking care of their child is something they should be doing. Now, we should admire a strong dad teaching their child a new skill, whatever it might be, talking to their child, reading to their child. We should also feel the same way about a mother doing that. Here's what it comes down to. There is nothing that both parents... There, there's one thing 
that both parents can't do, and that's breastfeed. Outside of that, every parent, dad, mom, two dads, two moms, they can do the same things. Same things. The only thing that I can't do as a dad is breastfeed. It's just a biological thing, you know? And maybe five, ten years from now, they'll figure that one out too. I, I don't know. But outside of that, nothing should be considered as me doing a great job just because I'm taking my daughter out for a walk in the stroller. And I get these kind of things. They're like, oh, you're such a good dad. No, 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 no. I'm just being a dad. I'm just being a dad. <laughs> I have Bridget, we can commiserate on that. Uh, I have not tried. Zofia has tried. <laughs> Which maybe Chris has had a similar experience. Uh, because I have heard about this happening to other fathers. Um, because a nipple is a nipple. And, and kids, when they're a certain age, don't realize. That's what happens. They don't get very far. <laughs> but... For the most part, biologically, it's something I can't do. I can't do well, at least. I can try it. can't do well. But please keep in mind, you know, especially if you have friends, you know, friends with kids and everything else. It's not, I wouldn't say it's derogatory. But just keep in mind, a dad who's taking care of their child is not being a mother. They're simply being a dad. A mother who's outside throwing a baseball with their kid is not being a father. She's simply being a mother. We shouldn't point out differences just based on sex. Sec, like gender and just old ways, you know? Yeah, there was a time where the father had to go off to work and the mother stayed home and cleaned and everything else. Yeah, we're done with that. We've been done with that for so freaking long, it's not even funny. So let's be completely done with it. Let's be better, Wall fans. Keep that in mind. We're probably going to talk about this more uh, on some upcoming shows, but I do want to get into And you know what? We're going to talk about this more, and I'm just going to tease it right now because I'm running out of time. We ranted and raved a little bit too much about the the, uh, the ridiculousness that's been going on the past couple weeks. Um, so I'm gonna get, we're gonna get into a little bit of this next week, and that would be the double standard that is the friend zone, because it's a double standard, and we gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it next week on episode 28 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. And I'm also gonna put a couple of these things to the end. And in fact, I've been avoiding burn stories. And for the listeners out there that are burners. You will understand why I've been avoiding burn stories. It's the same reason I've been avoiding social media. Um, I'm incredibly depressed. I am incredibly depressed because I'm not going to the burn this year. So depressed is a strong word. I, that that is, I am doing something that I tell people not to do. Um, I'm sad. I'm sad that I'm not going to the burn. So I've been uh, um, been avoiding those things just simply because. So, but we're gonna go back to some burn stories next week. For episode 28. Um, and we're going to wrap things up right now because we are way over time. This has been happening lately. Uh, running out of power on some certain things too. Um, so we're going to get it. We're just, we're going to have to wrap things up. As usual, thank you all for joining. I do love all of you very much. I appreciate all of the support. I get so much support from everyone out there. Uh, even on the live stream, for those of you that subscribe and listen, uh, I really appreciate all of you. And for your feedback, for everything else, I will say, please tell your friends. And when you see posts, if you if you know if you're on social media, share those. Tell your friends because uh, it's it's this really is a word of mouth um, thing. You know, we have social media to promote it and everything else, but it's really word of mouth. You know, it's so much. You see things when you're scrolling through social media. But for me personally, if a friend says check this out, I'm more likely to check it out um, than I am if I just see something scrolling through social media. Uh, so check check that out too. Um, and please keep that in mind. Subscribe, share, tell your friends. Um, and of course, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall or on Twitter at tell the wall pod at magic muppet. Um, and of course, 
If you are just checking out the live stream or the videos on YouTube or on Facebook, you can subscribe iTunes, Google Play Music, Podomatic, or any of those freaking websites that have podcasts and all that stuff because it just basically gets parsed out to every site there is, and that's how it works. Um, so, as always, I am the one and only Sean Work. This has been episode 27 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. And remember, always, always, wall fans have passion, but no matter what you do, no matter who you meet, no matter where you go, no matter why you do it, always, 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 always use common sense. <laughs>